Okay, now we're recording. Hello. And I'm here with Mario. You like to be known as Mario Mortis or Mario Moreno? Oh, yeah, Mario Moreno. Mario Moreno. Yeah. The real name. Yeah, the real name. The you real... know, the Mortis was like a nickname. Yeah. And my email. And then, like, I remember one time, like, I saw, like, an article or something where they, like, addressed <laughs> me as Mario Mortis. I was like, what the fuck? You're like, I already need to address that. Yeah. Because what like... if someone sends me a check? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I cash out a bag. I'm like, hey, Mario Mortis. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, we're in. Um, I would we'd call this what Studio Six Six Six. Yeah, I call that. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. So it's basically uh, your your shop that you have here for your screen printing and other endeavors. Yeah, this is my garage. It's like a two car two car maybe space ten by. Oh, that's an okay size, and it's yeah my little workshop. Nice, and uh, you were just showing me the uh, impressive animal that you have now, which oh, is. Yeah. Uh, how many of a, how many screens is this? It is a eight color four station press by Vastex, Vastex two thousand. Jesus Christ, that just it sounds impressive. Oh yeah, it sounds military grade to be honest. Oh, I mean, it looks kind of military. <laughs> it it's got does. Military colors. It's like green and black, and yeah. it's like gunmetal, like like it's like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Oh press. yeah, the Shagahad. Yeah, it's like damn. That's actually very true. We can launch World War Three right now through Definitely. my garage. <laughs> we can launch the war against yeah. COVID nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so you're um, I guess the what would you call yourself? President, CEO, owner, chairman. Oh yeah. Of the uh, you have uh, two operating businesses right now. You you still have the um, without death merch. Yeah. That's still one of them, and that's for custom shirt orders, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you also have all things awesome, which is uh kind of like retro uh what would you call it yeah i guess i guess um somewhat retro and like cult classic stuff mainly movie stuff i do have a few like you know banties and stuff right so mainly movies stuff stuff that isn't really kind of printed that's readily available yeah I, i try to like i'm not trying to just like do like straight up everything else that people are doing i mean i do have like a dawn of the dead shirt or you know stuff that you could find right. uh, elsewhere but um i try to find like old vintage like po- posters mm. or like things like that some cool yeah yeah something that yeah. you don't find like too often yeah I'm, I'm currently wearing a shirt uh this is one of my favorite shirts that you've ever made <laughs> it's the oh, uh yeah. it's uh basically the crimson skull from the misfits with its arms crossed and but he's got the uh, uh wolverine kind of uh design on it on the skull and it's uh the blue and yellow with the claws and the stuff coming out it looks really cool it says uh logan underneath in the misfits font which is really cool uh i went to the misfits uh this last last year to see them uh i forgot what uh what the tour was called or anything but uh, they played in, in L.A., and I wore this shirt. Oh, sick. <laughs> I did. I got stopped so many times. We were like, man, that's such a cool shirt. Oh, that's right. I always get, like, so many compliments with, with this shirt. And that day at that Misfits concert, it was a... Oh, it's like the perfect yeah. spot. Yeah, it was a perfect yeah. spot. And it was, and it was, I was still handing out your, your stickers. I have, I have like, a... Because you gave me a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was handing them out. Everybody that stopped me, I was like, dude, that's my, oh, my, my, my friend. You know, he makes oh, these thanks. and... Uh, yeah, I I said I my friend. Been slanging him, dude. I said my friend, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh, sure, man. Oh, whatever. Sure, man. <laughs> I would I would say more of a, a you know acquaintance passerby. Nah, no, a... <laughs> you wouldn't be in my garage having beers right now. Imagine you freaking just yeah, it's like, like uh, get out. I do this with everybody. Six feet. Where's your mask? Yeah, I know. And we're actually we're we're okay. Yeah, yeah, we're just, yeah, we're yeah. Alcohol kills stuff. Oh yeah. So we're good, but uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I always get complimented on the shirts, and. Um, my favorite shirts, man. I actually have a really cool story to tell you that happened the other day. Real story. I was go. I was at work, and I didn't bring any water, so I went to the local liquor store, and there was a local crackhead outside, oh, scaring shit. people off, right? And she was just like rambling on and just kind of you know needing her fix <laughs> and shit. <laughs> I was wearing the Evil Dead shirt, the the one you make, and uh, so I was walking in, and she was just acting all crazy, and I was like, I was like, well, fuck. I, don't, I only have like 30 minutes. I got to get in there and get my shit. I'm not going to be yeah, intimidated yeah. by no crackhead. <laughs> like yeah, she's yeah. got no strength. Okay. She's, she's weak. Vitamin deficiencies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I could take her. So I just walked in there and, and, and she just had like this moment of clarity. She just kind of like stared at me and like, cool shirt, man. Oh. <laughs> like the normalest voice. She was just rambling on. She's like, cool shirt, man. I was like, thanks. <laughs> and we just had like a moment right there. It was like, Dude, she cool. found like, she was like, you know what? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
it's like crackhead repellent. Exactly, almost, yeah. yeah. It just kind of brings them back to reality. It's like, whoa, that's, <laughs> tr- dose, that's, that's yeah. real. <laughs> little fix, they get their fix. Like, yeah, oh, or maybe yeah. she just realized maybe she's like an evil dead, kind of like just like. A, oh, yeah. She saw herself. Yeah, she saw she herself. Saw herself but uh, yeah, the, uh, real cool, sh- cool shirts. Uh, check them out on Etsy and uh, the local. Uh, well, I mean, I, you, yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> I was trying to do get into like vending, but now with everything, oh, now it's, it's not impossible. Like that, yeah, that's like impossible <laughs> now. But I mean, there's there's online vending, so yeah, just finding platforms yeah. to like sell and, stuff on. And you were telling me that right now it's pretty much a good time to be online vending, right? Because everybody's kind of oh, at yeah. home shopping online and yeah. just kind of like whatever. They're like, "Ooh, that's cool. Let's buy it." Oh yeah, <laughs> let's buy yeah, it. Ho- hopefully, things you know. Don't get worse, because obviously, like, I kind of feel like things are getting a little better, so people feel a little more comfortable spending money right. on non-essential things, like, oh, yeah. rather than buying, like, respirators or something, I'm going to buy this, like, cool t-shirt. Yeah, I'm going to buy a shirt. Yeah. And, so, hey, you, you ever thought about, like, printing on, like, some shirt scraps and making face Oh, you know, I, I thought so, but I, I feel weird about doing that, because... I feel like it's exploitive or something yeah, like that. Yeah, a little. I mean, I, I'm not knocking on any on anyone that is doing that, but um, I just feel like they don't really like they don't really help you. Well, the ones that they make out of cloth, I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're probably like, right about that. It's like yeah, it probably does help with the droplets, like they say. You know, like yeah. if you you know prevents from spit flying out and stuff. Right. So in that sense, I guess it's good, but you know, it's it doesn't like prevent the you from truly filtering it out. So. Right. And then plus, I feel like the print would kind of block the airflow, in my opinion. Oh yeah, you put like the, the thickest print yeah, on it. It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, it's like I just feel I, I feel weird about like focusing on that. Right? Like, no, yeah, know? that's true. That that seems almost a, a what would you say like a, a port a, a opportunistic a port a, huh? a, a, a opportunist opportunist. God yeah. damn. Anyways, this beer's hitting me <laughs> pretty yeah, fast. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> But yeah, like you're being an opportunist in the sense of you know you're you're feeding off of people's fears and you're just like oh you get be safe and get your you know yeah yeah well you know without death merch uh you know WDM <laughs> across yeah, the face yeah. and but also for me it's like there's there's people that are set up like you know I was explaining kind of my process like a little right. unconventional for most screen printers so for me it also just it takes a lot longer than maybe other people do or that what right. the, you know what options they have to manufacture it some people are just set up a little better to just do it right, more yeah. efficiently than me so like i said i i'm not trying to hate on anyone that's doing it but for me i just don't really feel it's like it's not really into in the that. in the yeah. cards yeah exactly yes yeah. yeah. so you just uh uh touched on you said the, the process that you go through you were explaining it to me which is uh I don't know. I think you, you know you make a lot of valid points in in how you're saying of the overall longevity of the ink and the uh, the end result that you achieve, as opposed to people that might try to do things faster or cut some corners to kind of get a uh, yield a bigger profit. Oh yeah. Uh, would you mind just kind of going over it again? What makes your prints superior to maybe some of the competition out there that might oh well not be as great. Um. Well, I mean, I wouldn't call it cutting corners because 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 okay. that is just like how it's just done, right? So yeah, you know. Um, but uh, I just do it this way because I feel the end result is better, mm. and also I got into printing to kind of do my own custom apparel. So it's right. like in some ways, it's like I'm just trying to make sure it's that last quality that lasts hmm. to sell shirts that I dig. The yeah. custom thing, like doing custom printing for people, is kind of something that supports. It's like the Without Death merch printing supports the All Things Awesome stuff because right. it helps me practice yeah. like fine-tuning prints and, and providing quality prints. And in turn, I can sell a better product, right? my own product. Yeah. So it's like they both help each other. Yeah. So that's why I go the extra mile on doing the heat pressing like we were talking about. Right. The, the heat pressing is something that most shops don't do. They just heat the shirt. And it. if you're doing a plastisol printing, which mm-hmm. is what most printing is, you can feel it. And that's when you can feel it. You mm. can feel the print. That's usually a plastisol print. Okay. Now, though, a lot of people are doing what they call discharge or water base. Hmm. Discharge is mainly on dark, and it's kind of like you bleach the shirt. Oh. So you strip, you strip the color out. Got it. 
that has no feel and that is probably like more ultimate than what i'm doing that's probably that's like more superior in a sense than what i'm doing because more permanent you would say more like um, uh, it, it actually changes the color of the yeah the it's actually itself. it is actually the fabric mm. versus like i'm still putting something on the fabric i'm making it smooth i'm making it more embedded it's going to last longer but it is not the fabric versus discharge is actually you're manipulating the fabric to be the print now. Wow, that's interesting. I never even knew there was another process besides yeah. uh, putting ink on there. Yeah. But see, with discharge, though, sometimes it can be harder to achieve certain colors because you're technically re-dyeing the shirt. So sometimes it's harder to achieve ah. like a certain particular color because you don't know what color the shirt was before it was dyed. So like... That's why a lot of the times those discharge ones look kind of like an off-white. There's never an exact science to it, right? It's just kind of like yeah, it's you like, figure it out once you've yeah, already gone then, through the and, process. Yeah, and then you're going and going and you're fine-tuning and fine-tuning. So there is a lot more work. There's a lot more like the, mm. the ink can dry in the screens a lot faster. Um, there's like more harsh chemicals in it. There's like formaldehyde and stuff oh, like that. Right. So it's like way harsh. Mm. So that's why I stray away from that. Yeah. And I, the way I do it, it's double the work, but I feel it's double the quality. Hmm. So, that's just the way I do it. I mean, the ink is smooth. Like, I just finished telling you. this. I've worn this. I wore this, like, all summer long last year, maybe. I think so. Oh. Because I took it to uh, Anime Expo last year, which was, like, in July. And went through all that stuff. And now I got it here. And it's still smooth. Hasn't cracked. Doesn't show any signs of getting old. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah, solid. That's, that's what I love about the process is that... Um, it, it take even I have shirts that have cracked a little bit, but it hasn't come off. Uh huh. So there'll be a slight crack, but it'll st- it sticks. It sticks. But on. it stays on, and when you're wearing it, it's not really as noticeable. Right. Yeah. But uh, would you say that you've washed it more than fifty times? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's more than fifty days in a year, and I wear these <laughs> more or less. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, more or less, I would say maybe once a week at least. Oh damn! So yeah, yeah definitely probably more than fifty. Because I've heard that. I've heard that um, if a print can last more than 50, then it's technically considered a permanent print. So even if it starts to crack at 60, if it, get, if it gets to 50, it's, it's considered permanent. So <laughs> if it can go even farther than 50, oh, yeah. then that's awesome. Then like, that's like, you know, that's, you know, mission accomplished. You know, yeah. Like, and another thing I might add is uh, our dryer has been broken for a couple months now. So it's all been dried outside in the, in the sun. Oh, nice. I kind of feel that's the best way, too. Yeah, it just kind of like you know flip them inside out so you don't get the the yeah. harsh fading on the outside. But actually, I recommend that because if you heat oh, it, really? the, the the ink could stick together. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe that's why they've lasted so long. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> honestly, well, I, I do. I don't have a dryer, so. Oh okay. I, I always like just air dry my shirts. Okay. And, so, and, uh, so I've never had that issue. But all I knew it was like this whole time I was like, man, I'm, I'm back in the the olden days. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, building a no, wood fire to dry. Primitive dryer. state. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, glad that that worked out, actually. Um, so, cult movies is what you're passionate about, right? That's what oh, All yeah. Things Awesome is kind of more or less based off of? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a love for, um, I mean, movies in general. Mm-hmm. And then as I started getting into printing, um, I wanted to practice on printing like mm-hmm. my favorite shirts. Because I was like, damn, I wish I had that shirt. I wish I had this. Right. And I'm like... I mean, you can't what, find them. Yeah, it's like if I'm going to be doing this for work, what better way than like do something that yeah, I'm into definitely. as like kind of build up my uh, abilities. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what got me into printing all the movie shows. I I just have a big love for movies and and I just wanted to have the shirts and make them available. Nice. And, yeah. Well, you do have, like I said, uh, a couple of of uh, movies. Uh, I don't know if you still run these because, like I said, I I was really like getting some of these last year. Yeah, uh, the one the ones that I remember it was uh, Evil Dead. You have um, uh, They Live. Yeah. Uh, Kill Bill. I remember you had a Lord of the Rings one at the time. You didn't have my size, so I didn't get it. Oh but, yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings one and Carry On Predator for sure. Oh, Predator yeah. and you had that Aliens um video game retro video oh, game. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess fill in the rest of them that I'm missing. Oh man, well I've added I've added a lot. I mean. I think at that time I probably had like maybe 20 and I, I probably have close to 40 now. Holy smokes. Yeah. That's kind of a big, uh, <laughs> and some of, a big list. Yeah. Some of them I haven't like evil dead. I don't print anymore, but I am planning on redoing that. Uh, I kind of re-edited the design mm-hmm. and it's going to be like full color. Oh, okay. Cause at that time, like I said, when I was putting it out, I was like, you know what? I want to do a cool shirt, 
but I also want to do something to kind of help challenge me in my right. printing. Yeah. So um, I just did a, a two color white and red. It, it looked really cool though. Like it just very simple and very effective. The print itself is pretty big too. It's like oh a, yeah, it covers the most it's of the full, shirt. It's a yeah. full front, yeah. And it looks cool just like that. Like yeah. even just the white and the it's you know it's very it the title itself is very yeah it, it, you know I don't know I love it I love the way it looks I I you know I almost thought it was on purpose but I guess <laughs> oh did yeah it for no the sake of, well I mean I did I did um I did do it on purpose in the sake of I also couldn't do as much colors at right. the time so I was like you know I'm gonna just do a simple like the intent was to do it minimal colors uh-huh. but now that I can well now that I can do more colors and now that I'm more confident to do more colors right I'm so, like yeah I mean I have this. this Big old thing. Big beast, yeah. And this thing has what they call a micro-registration, which I can, like, before I would tighten it, and it would just be a clamp. Mm. And if the clamp was off, I would have to loosen the clamp and retighten it. Sometimes oh. it shifts a little bit when you tighten it. Right. So with the micro, um, it has the clamps, but it has a, an additional set of knobs that um, where I can, I can loosen a lever and move it, like, a centimeter hmm. in any direction. With with a few different yeah. knobs, and then I can lock it without having to actually loosen the the clamp that the screen is being huh. held by. Gosh darn! So yeah, but it requires way more maintenance. Like I got to lube it up like every <laughs> month. Yeah. You know, it's like I, every um, I have to do pretty much every everything where metal's touching. There's a bunch of spots or I have lubricant. Moves, kind of I have to lube those every shit. month, and mm-hmm. then every two weeks I have to put oil in like uh, different spots, huh. and it's. Way more maintenance. I mean, my other press was like way less maintenance, but up and down, up and down. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, up and down. This is like way more advanced, but um, but it does the job. You know, it it no, yeah. it does it everything I need to very do. Very impressive. Yeah, it was a it was an investment for sure. To, <laughs> I had to I had to put it on the card. You know, on the plastic <laughs> paid with plastic. Yeah, you gotta but, you gotta get that on the payments. Yeah. No, but it looks really cool. I mean, and the amount of work that you do, I, I imagine it makes your life that much easier to have Oh yeah. all of this going yeah. on as opposed to having to do it how you used to do it. How I used to do it was like way more work and not as efficient yeah. and also not as accurate. Like this thing, I can dial it in like so well now that that um, it just makes me more encouraged to do multicolor, which is why I'm doing that. You know, back to the shirts. I'm going to be doing the Evil Dead in color. I'm going to nice. be doing some more Lord of the Rings. I'm going to nice. be doing all kinds of different, yeah. yeah. That's the one. Lord of the Rings is the one. I know. That's. <laughs> I mean, that's the hot take. Honestly, everyone loves Lord of the Rings. Yeah, stuff. man, surprisingly. And, and, you know, at the same time, surprisingly, I always find it hard to have a conversation with anybody about Lord of the Rings. It just doesn't happen. Why didn't they just take the Eagles to Mordor? Oh, I know. I know yeah, I've seen that. There's someone made like a animation or something. Yeah. I was like, Why don't they do that? That's like it makes yeah. no sense. Every time, whenever somebody kind of understands that, is like you know that they're actually into Lord of the Rings. They're like, yeah, you know, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I guess there's all kinds of theories. I guess if, if you really want to. Well, get I mean, into there, that there wouldn't be a movie, right? I mean, there wouldn't you, be you a can... movie, first of all. But you know, and then they also kind of explain it. You know, the, the scene where uh, obviously when you know the, the Belrog and Gandalf. And he's like about to fall off, and then he tells him, you know, fly, you fools. Yeah. There's thinking that this whole time it's been like a secret kind of a, a mission that was going to be done, but nobody could know. So Gandalf had agreed with the Eagles that they're going to meet up somewhere, but they didn't want the influence, ah. like getting to Sauron, because then he'd be able to so send like the Nazgul. Yeah. It's like code, yeah. Yeah, because after they got out of Moria, they were supposed to meet up with the Eagles somewhere. But obviously, the fucking Belrog woke up and was like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> uh, so that was like code when he said, like, fly. It was Suppo- like, yeah, supposedly yeah, it was like that's like... that's the ongoing theory that they're saying. And, and he kind of, like, was trying to hint at it. Like, you know, get with the eagles. The eagles are going to fly you there or at least get you closer, faster. But afterwards, they got separated. I think uh, uh, Frodo and, and Sam ended up by themselves, I believe. And then the other... The, the other two hobbits, I forgot, Pippin and the other... I forgot his name. Uh, um, they ended up, uh, didn't they get captured by the, the Urukai or something? And they were carrying them on oh, their yeah. back or something? Yeah, they get captured. I don't know what the hell happened. I, I forgot the sequence of events, but <laughs> they're being carried around by the, the, uh, the, the Urukai and, and then, uh, the other dudes, uh, got lost somewhere. So everything got screwed up because, uh, Gandalf wanted to flex on this Balrog. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, supposedly that's what it was, what was supposed to happen. They just didn't want, uh, 
uh, uh, Sauron to find out somehow because he had spies everywhere. Yeah, so it was yeah. Gandalf had it no, all that, in his that, head. That kind of makes sense. That, yeah. that kind of makes sense. So that supposedly was supposed to happen. And uh, it was kind of hinted towards that um, when he said, fly, you fools. But. Oh, okay. Well, even if it's not, that's a good explanation. Yeah, like, that, I, like, I was I satisfied with that. I was like, okay, like cool. that makes sense. It wasn't yeah. just the thing to kind of like ignore. Yeah. But that kind of, to me, it, it left me satisfied. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, but <clears throat> they also say that the Eagles are like um, uh, close in the power range of, of the Wizards. They're like, uh, so the, the Wizards, I guess, are they're what they call Maiar. So they were close in the in the power to, to what they are. So they also said that the Eagles couldn't be around the ring too much because the ring would try to, uh, use them I see. to to like they have the same vulnerability vulnerabilities as, as Gandalf else. did, yeah. and that's why Gandalf didn't want to touch the ring, and he was like, "No, yeah. I don't want to touch it." Neither did uh, Galandria, um, but who knows? Really, at the end, it was, it was still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, in the end, yeah, it's like <laughs> you know, it's still good. It's still good. It's good. Yeah. It's good. But pretty pretty good. Yeah. Anyways, that's why they didn't take the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. But that was a good explanation, I thought. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it sounds it sounds like solid. Sounds pretty airtight. <laughs> yeah, airtight, yeah. And then you know you you can't have the Nazgul going after him, you know, because Frodo's bound to fall and put the ring on, turn invisible, and yeah, blow yeah. it around somewhere. So, but yeah, I was satisfied. Uh, yeah. Anyway, well, the other just to kind of totally jump. Well, not really off subject, but still on the subject, I guess. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day, uh, how I, I used to have the old CD of the, yeah, the original, it wasn't the original, but it was an old Exmortis CD where he had uh, storms of Isengard. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I remember I used to, I used to love that song. That was like my favorite song that was on, on the whole thing. And I used to listen to that thing like almost daily just cause I was like, it pumped me up before school. It was like oh, hell yeah. going into school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like storming the gates yeah, of but that, your high school. Exactly. But that was really cool. I thought, I thought the concept of that you guys incorporated the, um, uh, Lord of the Rings stuff with the music. I was like, man, that's freaking cool. Cause <laughs> who does that? <laughs> oh yeah. At that time. Yeah. Yeah. At that time it was just kind of like, you know, man, nobody's really this, you know, this nerdy about a freaking movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you guys, uh, uh, the, then you were in the band uh, Ex Mortis, of course, uh, the drummer for many years. And at the beginning, you were the guitar player. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, like early on when the band was like very, very premature. Um, I, I mean, not even, I think what Ex Mortis was. This is like very, very premature. Just kind of like let's see if we can do some. <laughs> yeah, like this is like jamming era. Yeah. So um, I did a few live shows that um, you know they go like. Any other, any, any other fifteen-year-old yeah. band should go shows. Most of them go, yeah. but that, but uh, yeah, I played guitar for a minute and then I ended up going to drums. Yeah, um, so I, I, it's no secret I was a, I was a huge fan of you guys. I love the band, <laughs> and I followed you guys around for like a summer, I believe, in your van, oh, yeah. just Cabra, recording Cabra, you guys. Cabra and Cabra productions. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. And uh, we we got some live footage, and I found a bunch of my old little cassettes of uh, oh, no of videos and stuff. I remember the Showcase Theater, Corona. The Showcase yeah, Theater was probably the most successful recording wise that we had, because there was always something. Either the lighting was too dim, yeah. the audio was kind of not good, or the, I know venues usually had an issue with recording sometimes. Oh, I yeah. think at the Showcase in particular, we had to sneak one camera in your kick drum, because oh, okay. I think um, uh, JJ's dad paid for one camera to get in. Uh, and then the other camera, we had to sneak it in your bass room. I think that's how it worked out. Okay. And then we just pulled them out afterwards. And <laughs> yeah, I remember there was like a few it. angles. I think there was like one behind the drum set, one on the balcony, and maybe one from on the... Yeah, we Maybe had... you guys walked like from the balcony yeah. down or something. We, we did a couple... We tried to get as multiple shots as possible and, and try to get the whole scene to work out but it, it turned out pretty all right yeah for, for cool. being a high school kid with uh <laughs> oh yeah with a, at that time that was like camera. dude this is like footage i mean you look at like most bands and it's like all like that you know yeah just sometimes just like you know some guy just yeah like, yeah push around yeah, in the crowd yeah, yeah it's like swaying everywhere he's like oh my god yeah somebody get me out uh but if you guys haven't heard of ex mortis uh they're still going around right they're still oh yeah yeah jaron um, he's still he's singing and playing, you know. Singing and at playing. At that time, he was just playing guitar. Just a guitar player with. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't even remember who the old uh, members were. I think at that time it was Shiloh who was singing. Oh, Shiloh was a singer. 
and uh, Kevin. Kevin was the guitar player. Balmar. Uh, and Balmar, yeah. Oh, was, oh, I. A couple years ago, I, I um, one of my friends took pictures for him and for Balmar and his uh, girlfriend, I think, and son. Um, but uh, at the time, he was doing a band called Nova Rain. Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're still, still doing. Yeah, they're they're still playing. I know they've played a lot of the. Oh, well, I guess not anymore because the whole thing. Yeah. Coronavirus. Corona. <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus. Thanks a lot. Because you were wondering. Yeah, but uh, at the Riff House in. Um, oh yeah. In uh, Fullerton. Fullerton. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that I went to go see uh, Ex Mortis there right? before when you were still in the band. I think I went to go see you guys there once, and then uh, yeah, I went to see Nova Rain there a couple times too. We played there like every month, pretty much. Yeah, you guys were pretty local. It was like <laughs> we just were bored. It really. Let's just go play. Let's go play. Yeah, but you guys always put on a great show, man. It was like it was impressive, and uh, a cool story about how I found out about you guys is uh, I had started playing uh, guitar like the end of my sophomore year, uh, going into junior year, so that summer, and uh, so going into junior year, uh, Jadran was gonna be a freshman, right? Uh, I think he was gonna. We were juniors. Oh, yeah. He was a freshman, yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. So he was coming in to to Whittier High as we were already going into our junior year. Yeah. And uh, somebody told me like like dude, there's a freshman that can play Slayer solos. I was like, fuck out of here. I was like, I had like a year of guitar play. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. What do you What do you yeah, mean? What, what yeah. do you mean? Like he could play the full solo or like the part, <laughs> what yeah, are you thirty seconds about? or something? Yeah. Which solo? <laughs> South of Heaven, because yeah. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. But, yeah, and then uh, I had to figure it out. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? You know, and he's just freaking see his long hair and shit. And, yeah. And, um, yeah, I later found out that it was uh, he was part of, obviously, Ex Mortis. And that's when I started hitting you up, like, hey, sell, sell me tickets for whatever gig you guys were playing at the time. And I think the first one I went to go see was uh, the first California Metal Fest. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was supposed to be in Uptown Whittier. Got yeah, re- and they moved it to L.A. and. Because L.A., I mean, because Whittier is very posh. Yeah, now at least. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had a, they've had a, a lot of, apparently, the L.A. Gates of Metal was at that, the venue, Club Rome, or, you know, Beez- I went through many Club names, Rome. but yeah. they had the L.A. Gates of Metal there, and, like, Primal Fear played, and a bunch of pretty, oh, you know. Dude, I know I saw Suicide Silence there. Oh, yeah. Yes, I yeah. saw Suicide Silence there before they They, they try to keep up. it going again, but, it's yeah, it's hard, man. I could imagine the. I mean, obviously, especially when if, if somebody were to go see what happens in there, you say mosh pits and a bunch of you know dudes in uh, leather jackets. You're like, I don't know if we want this many kids yeah, out there exactly, at, at like yeah. twelve at night roaming the streets yeah. of uh, plus like the, the drinking in the parking lot. And oh yeah, no, I definitely. mean it's like it comes with it. The same Pico Rivera. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on, have a little class here. Fifteen minutes that way, and you're yeah. you're good. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, I got moved to LA, and uh, yeah, and then uh, it, was that was good, pretty, it was pretty cool though. It was, it was a sick line. I mean, dude, Necrophages, oh, uh, like, Dying Fetus. Um, yeah. Who else was on there? Um, I remember those, they were the headliners, and then they had multiple days. Cattle so Decapitation, sure. I think, yeah, was on yeah, there. Yeah, Cattle was on there. Um, a lot of good bands. I mean, a, yeah, that a was freaking intense. I remember you just had to go upstairs, downstairs. Yeah, that was a <laughs> shitty part. And uh, but it was cool. It was a freaking sweat box. <laughs> I was freaking tired. I was like, oh, oh my yeah, God. take a nap. But it was a it was a really cool show. It was really cool overall. Everything it wasn't like super crowded or nothing. You, you were able to walk around because oh, there was people yeah. upstairs and then there's people downstairs. So it kind of like split up. Yeah. So you were able to walk out. around yeah. and it was pretty cool though. It was pretty chill. I, I like I enjoyed that whole experience of it for being LA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, do you miss at all playing um, drums? You know what. Well, you know, I I got to see Ex Mortis play. It was like one of the first times I think had to. Yeah, obviously one. Uh, <laughs> you were booing in the back. Boo! Yeah, I was like boo. <laughs> no, uh, I saw the, I saw Ex Mortis play for the first time, without me being behind the kit from a different you know different seat in the house. Right. Yeah. And at the end of the show, I was like, "Damn, I don't got to pack anything up." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah. like I was like, damn, I'm gonna go eat. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't gotta worry about shit. I don't, I'm not yeah. all sweaty. I'm not, yeah. I, go, I, I ain't gotta, I, I don't have the shakes. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, I'm cool, you know. It's like, so you know, there's things that you know. I mean, all jokes aside, though, um, yeah, there's times where I do miss playing, but then at the same time, um, I felt like, you know, I, without going too much into everything with the band. 
um, I felt like I was biting off way more than I could chew. Mm. And it got to the point where it's like, it, it became a job really for right. me, you know, hand, taking, having to, well, I guess maybe just like being so like, ah, oh, dude, we got to do this. We got to do that. We got to do this. That, that. On top right. of like playing on top of like, I would, I mean, obviously you can't see me, but like, I, I wouldn't, it used to hurt for me to like stretch up to here. Mm. Like I would start to feel like super, like a lot of pain. So like you're just like just, raising your arms on your sides. Yeah. And it's it was, like, it was kind of painful. Yeah. It was like, I had very bad posture, which made playing a very uncomfortable. And it's like, I would, I would As do I a, sit like this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. and then when you, I would do like pretty much, well, I mean, as years went by, I did little, little, little less of the driving, mm-hmm. but I would pretty much do like 80, 90% of the driving. Oh, snap. So, um, I was just always uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then when I would play, it's like I would play in bad posture, which ed- ended up, you know, affecting my playing and then how how I had the hand problems. Right. So all that stuff contributing over like a decade of my, yeah, you know, it was like, you know, since high school. Pushing the freaking. Pushing, yeah. yeah. Like, and then also just like I said, I, I neglected like posture and, and things that I should do as a drummer because I never really wanted to play drums. Right. It was one of those things where I was just like jamming. Yeah, and yeah. then as things got more serious, I would just take more responsibilities. Right. And so, you know, to answer your question on whether I miss it or not, it's kind of like I got to enjoy enough to where I don't really miss it too much. You got satisfaction Yeah, I got from satisfaction it. because yeah. I did accomplish way more than I thought I ever would. Right. And then, then to see that the band is still going strong and still doing right. a lot of stuff, I feel like, hey, you know what, I, I helped build that. Yeah, right, exactly. And um, I'm glad that the band is still, like, thriving and still doing freaking awesome things so i think it was like it was better for everybody in the in the in the long run you know right. it's like they get a drummer you yeah know, they can focus on playing drums and just be the best drummer possible right and um i think the band's already obviously at a point to where they just don't need me and i don't need to be there anymore right yeah you know so they, they, they've developed enough where yeah the drummer can just be the drummer yeah it's yeah. like you know it's like well, drive on, on shreds and and he you know he he does most of the the guitar writing obviously so it's like and, yeah and he does the vocals as well yeah which is uh changed up i know for a while you guys um were trying to get uh just another vocalist right it was it was supposed to be uh, i think uh, uh yeah i mean dude i mean the kind of the funny thing i think about Exmortis is that it's always just been this like like it's never really been a band to me uh, like you know like um and what i mean by that is like you know you have like it's like, oh, you know, you take a, a picture or something and mm. everyone's like, that's the band. <laughs> yeah. Exmortis yeah. has been like, hey, do you do you play? <laughs> hey, let, let's play. Yeah. And it's like we play and play and we just, let's just do it. Let's just play, play. I mean, at least that's the way I felt when, right, I, when, right. when things were going, you know, and it's, it's, um, it's just always kind of like just evolved and just been this like hmm. entity. So, so yeah, I kind of forgot. That's cool. I mean, that's... I, I think that's the best way to go about it because then you get into a... You can get into trouble if, if, you, if you try to define things as always, like, you know, being, like, super serious about, like, who the members are and, and all that stuff. So, yeah. I think being a little more open to, like, all right, you know, you can play guitar. Come over here. Yeah, yeah. We need a guitar player. I mean, it has pros and cons, of course. Well, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> looking back, it's like, damn, you know, you could have should have done a few things differently. But, like I said, I think at the time it was mainly just... We're just playing and playing and just doing it to do it. Not so yeah. much on it. There was real no. There's really no objective, I guess. Yeah, you just uh. Well, I mean, Permission. for most for most bands, it's kind of like you start off. You know, you love all these bands, and you're just like, man, you you know, fucking whoever you you want to pick. You know, Slayer, Metallica, Iron Maiden. And you're just like, man, those guys fucking rock. I love watching them in concert. I want to do that. So then you start doing it locally, and then, you know, there's really no, like, I want to be them. It's just kind of like, I just enjoy doing it at this moment. Exactly, And then you just keep going, and then you just keep going, going, and then before you know it. This influence, or this influence, or this, and oh, like, but like you were saying, um, how how the vocals were kind of changed, and never changed. Like, dude, we were like a six-piece at one point. Yeah. We had three guitar players, a bassist. Iron Maiden. Yeah, exactly. But see, that was exactly why. It's like, it's like, Maiden was doing that. And uh, not that we were like, oh, we want to be like Maiden, but we saw the benefits of having multiple instruments because then you could have like guys do like double leads and then while while the rhythm is still playing. Right. So, oh, true, true. So, yeah, yeah. so our mentality was 
let's try to make it sound as full as possible where you could have like the bass and the rhythm guitar playing chords while these other two guitarists right. are doing like harmonies and leads and like yeah, different like things. Yeah, like a twin lead thing. And yeah. The... But when you're like, you know, when you're just teenage kids, it, it doesn't really work <laughs> out or sound the way. It's just overcomplicated. Yeah, it's it's like, like uh... everyone's tuning at the same time. Everyone's like <laughs> fucking just not playing the fucking riff at the same tempo. And it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like a lot, very ambitious, but we just didn't have the knowledge you know as we got older obviously the band fine-tuned yeah. and now the band is what it is exactly yeah now well, the band is a band that's why i say like when i was mentioning that i played guitar like premature i felt like that wasn't even really what ex mortis became or you know that's I, right i kind of feel for a long time yeah it was called ex mortis but i feel it wasn't until later on that it actually like became a band right like, yeah, or now it's being treated a as a band. yeah yeah that's true I still remember stigmata. Yeah, all the, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean and, not, and not that we, you know, not that we're trying to like hide or that the band would hide the, the past or anything, right. but it's like, even when we did the stuff with Prosthetic, oh, okay. you know, um, they, they, they called Slave to the Sword like the debut album. Oh, you I know? see. Right. Because it's like, because that's what they wanted to have that that claim to themselves, right? I would yeah. imagine maybe they wanted to have that, like yeah, they don't want it to be dated, like yeah, like, oh, want... this band's been how long? Seven years or six yeah. years? It's like even though we were young and and st- still, it's not like we're like fifty years old. And yeah, it's like you know we have all this discography or anything that we're trying to hide. But I guess they were like, oh well, you know, this At- is like you've you're on a on a major label on a yeah. To them, it's like this is a next level thing, and now you're like in a different playing field so we're just right. going to call it your your, your debut. debut or you're kind of like this is the album the first album right this is what you've uh you've been practicing for yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> that's that's the kind of the yeah. feel it was but yeah it's just crazy you know i mean even with everything going on it's crazy to see how where things begin and where they end up and where they seem they're they're going to keep growing right yeah well that's i mean I don't know. I, I I was always pumped that you guys made it that far. I was always like, man, I love those guys. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it, it, I mean, it, it's it was, crazy. Yeah. It's almost unreal sometimes. Like, even when we did the tour with um, Marty Friedman. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, I remember having a moment Marty to myself Friedman, yeah. where we were sitting. And, well, it was cool because on that tour, we finally got to be on a bus. Mm. Because <laughs> Marty was freaking cool enough. He's such a cool dude. Yeah. Or maybe there was, I don't know, maybe it was just convenient because we were also like part of the road crew. <laughs> yeah. But, maybe, but either way, he was he's an awesome guy and, yeah. and he allowed us to be on the bus with him. Oh, nice. And uh, so we got to experience like being on a bus for the first time. A tour bus. A tour bus, yeah, yeah. A tour bus. That's what I mean by bus, not like a... Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah I, I mean, I, I imagine bus people kind of imagine <laughs> short bus or anything. <laughs> no, we, we, yeah, we got to be on a tour bus. I'm a greyhound. And, uh, and it was cool. And I remember the, the you know, what I was leading to is is I remember having this moment where, like, I'm sitting there, and I see Jaladon, like, Marty Freeman had, had asked Jaladon how to play Moonlight. <laughs> and I'm seeing, and I'm, I'm sitting there watching Jaladon, like, teach Marty Freeman how he plays the beginning of Moonlight right. Sonata, and I'm just, it's like a surreal moment. Right, because you've seen this guy in freaking Megadeth, yeah. and then his solo stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, we listen, I mean, we would he's jam an icon. out. Yeah, he's yeah. an icon. It's like, and especially, I mean, imagine Jordan, it's like even a bigger inspiration, oh, no, like definitely. an idol, you know? He, it, inside, he was like, don't freak yeah, out, don't like, freak oh, out. Oh, <laughs> he was just like a red tomato. Like, he was oh, like, yeah, yeah. it's some sort of a scale, Yeah, he, he played it off, he played it off cool, and, uh, and he, and, but it's just crazy, just like, you know, brushing, brushing shoulders with people that you idolize and respect, and... And uh, yeah, to do all that stuff, never thought I would ever yeah. get to do that. So at yeah, least that, freaking like, awesome. when I look back at stuff, I really don't feel bitter or like, like ah, oh, like you know, I guess bitter, you know, towards anything because I got to see a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, you I got to experience thought. a lot of cool. cool Can't things. buy those those moments, you know. Yeah, that's no, that's very true. A lot of freaking bands that start off never get to get anywhere near that. Yeah. <laughs> you know that they, they hope to get to that level, but you know sometimes yeah. the best they can get is like maybe an opening slot, like, you know, five bands before the oh, main yeah. act. And then, yeah, pre-sale <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to sell 100 yeah. tickets, buddy. Otherwise, I can't yeah, let you play. Sorry, dude. Yeah, yeah. you're going to rock out tonight. Yeah. You got to pay to play, dude. Yeah. Which, no, yeah, I mean, totally grateful for for all the, the opportunities and stuff. Uh, definitely don't take any of it for granted. So, yeah, you know, that all that stuff and that kind of made me, propelled me a little bit to kind of just focus on this now. And, and, okay, yeah. You, like you said, you just got that satisfaction of, like, I did that. That was, you know, that was really cool. It was a moment yeah. in time, and I appreciate it. And you know, 
I don't have to keep pushing myself oh, yeah. in this. Well, negative. also, it, it's funny because like my I had the hand problem. Oh yeah. And then um, now that I've not that I haven't been playing, it's gotten better. Oh, okay. What was that like a uh, arthritis kind yeah, of? Yeah, it's thing? kind of like an arthritis thing where it was just like a what they call like bone spurs, or at least I don't know. I didn't even I never even went to the doctor, but I just had this big lump. I don't know if you ever saw the lump. I I remember you showed me once. Um. It, yeah, it, it looked pretty gnarly. Yeah, it's like this big. It looked like I had a knuckle <laughs> yeah. on the side of my finger. <laughs> you were growing another knuckle, yeah. Yeah, and it was like intense. So it hurt. I mean, my hand would go numb from like holding my phone or like oh, driving man. if I would. So I, I mean, I couldn't play. Yeah, I, yeah. there's no way I can play drums, and that that was what forced me to leave. And then, um, you know, like I said, reflecting on all the stuff I accomplished is what made it okay to move on. Right. You know, for me not to feel like okay, well now yeah, I gotta just gotta that, do that's something. That's good. Else. There's no unresolved. Uh, issues you're just kind of like you know it's my time to take another step or a different step different chapter yeah yeah different chapter you know yeah. there's no dave mustaine uh, uh bitterness no no I'm, I'm gonna go make another band and i'm gonna do it's uh, gonna be faster yeah, it's, it's gonna be called mechanics mechanics <laughs> fuck four horsemen <laughs> no nah, nothing like that and i still do um i still do merch for ex mortis john oh, yeah. still comes down helps me with stuff so it's um yeah it's cool everything's cool. good you know yeah that that's great you know it's always good when you can end things on a on a positive uh positive note as opposed to sometimes people just kind of hang on a little bit too long and oh, they yeah. get bitter and like, oh fuck it's you know, you know, you know, fuck those fuck guys yeah exactly and you end up like freaking Phil Anselmo with Pantera and shit yeah <laughs> but no that's really cool that you guys uh, ended up in a in a in a good way um and uh, I guess to further push you in the uh, reminiscent train uh. What was one of the, your favorite, or I guess you could say the coolest person that you met on tour? Would you say like Marty Friedman would be well, up you know, there? If I had to get into detail, it's kind of hard because some some of them are cooler for like different reasons. For different reasons, yeah. But I, I mean, I think like one of the coolest for me that I can think of, like right off the top of my head, was uh, when we did the tour with Amana Marth, um, mm. Abbott, and oh. uh, Entombed. Yeah. Um, and Abbott, I mean, we're always been big uh, immortal, yeah, immortal fans. Like, you know, to, just to jump in real quick, is Abbott that much of a party animal, dude? He, well, that's the funny thing is like he's he parties hard, but he's not like too. He doesn't get wild. No, like, he's wild, but like he's like to himself at the same time. Oh, okay. You he know? doesn't get in your face, or he's no, not one of those obnoxious no, kind no, of. No, it's like he's. I mean, maybe. Like the tour manager seemed like, <laughs> a little, yeah, because he has to deal, you know, more, on a more personal level. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I thought he was awesome. Like, I mean, going into the, him being a party guy is, um, he would just always like, like we'd be playing and and he would be like side stage, like just like windmilling. He would he would <laughs> yeah, dude. like I'd be playing and I would look over and he's like in a crab stance, <laughs> looking at me. And just like windmilling, <laughs> dude, and, uh, dude, that's like so cool. And uh, I remember, uh, like after epic. shows, he would come and be like, "Oh, you guys are the four horsemen of the apocalypse," and Dang. he'd be giving us hugs and just like, he's like that uncle, that supportive yeah. uncle. It's just like, oh yeah, yeah dude. Just... He bought, he got, um, he wanted freaking, he got, but he got whatever CDs we had. He got vinyl. He got a T-shirt. He wanted a signed drumstick. Oh man, like dude, I mean, so cool. Yeah, like that's just like, like from someone that you just idolized yeah you know, exactly like from, from you know it's like dude that's freaking abbott like immortal like all this stuff even i like all yeah, his, yeah. like i just bit we the whole bit the uh, at least me and judd and i can speak for me and judd and since we grew up listening to that yeah like always been big immortal abbott fans. oh yeah so that was like a big treat to just experience that with <laughs> yeah him, you know and and just to be like 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 i said brushing shoulders with your idols and yeah that was really cool, and Amon Amarth was cool. That whole tour was, they were all cool. They were right. just like all of them were nice and just really cool guys. Nice, that's great, man. It's always yeah. cool when uh, the people that you really love turn out to be really cool guys, as yeah. opposed to freaking you know sometimes you get the assholes. <laughs> just yeah, like, I mean sometimes it's just like, yeah, I don't know. You know, everyone I guess has everyone's entitled to their day, right? Right. Everyone's yeah, that's like, true. You know, that's that's like very true. Because uh, the one that we did have that's kind of a cliche was like we got to open up for Inve. Ah, uh, and that. <laughs> that I mean, he's like, he's he's European. What do you expect? Well, I mean, yeah. so is I guess so is uh, like you know the guys from Mortal and uh, you know Abbott. They're from all, also over there, but Inve's uh, from like a more uh, pretentious country. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I guess you know with it. Lars Ulrichy. 
Well, also his just like yeah, the way he carries himself is like you know the Ferraris and like everything, and it it just it was a that was a fun that was an interesting night, and uh, but it was yeah it was funny. I mean, I guess that's that's the 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 persona that he portrays. You know, this like yeah. with all his jewelry. Well, you know, like... but I mean, we the issues weren't even with like apparently even with him could have been him, but like. I remember it was we played in we got to open up from in Las Vegas and it was okay. hot dude like hot like triple digits I think. oh so this was like summer Las yeah, Vegas yeah it was like shit. summer yeah or, or definitely just Augustish yeah. kind of it was hot as hell and we went we we got to open up so we do sound check and and uh, they had the AC blasting in there it's freaking hot outside <laughs> yeah. and like I don't know apparently like someone in his crew was like it's too cold oh no like they they said this is too cold for Inve and it needs to be it needs to be warmer in here. Oh my god! And then they were just like they had brought like catering out for everybody, and they were like, "Oh, you guys can't eat it." And then like, what? <laughs> "Don't then, touch that shit." And then the House of Blues, like the I don't know, I can, I can say the venue. House of Blues was like, "Nah, dude, like it's for everybody." And they're like, "Yeah, we no, nah, you can't room. eat it." And they were just like <laughs> checking. Like I remember, Invade plays with Marshalls. Yeah. And they're you know the one of the guys in his crew was like checking our trailer to make sure we didn't take like amps and it's like come on I don't know so it wasn't yeah, necessarily yeah. invade but it's just those experiences are like the, the yeah those are the ones that suck kind of, you know yeah. it's like ah man it should have been a cool too experience. much of a production yeah I guess yeah but uh, it's still cool like just the fact that we X Mortis got to like share the stage with Inve is still awesome as hell that's yeah like, that's like freaking cool it's, oh it's definitely I mean I know um some of your older your guys' older stuff was super inspired by some of uh Ingve's yeah uh, uh, very neoclassical stuff. yeah and, exactly and it was still awesome like even with those experiences that you can go back and and kind of feel like ah it was a little bitter it's still cool just to be it's a Ingve, you know it's like, yeah it's still, still cool. it's, he still is who he is yeah he's a freaking legendary shredder yeah Reven- revolutionized the speed fucking what was that other bands he was in he was in um, Alcatraz Alcatraz he was in another. He one, might have been he? in something else, but I'm not. I mean, I I can't really. Alcatraz. Really There's a couple other bands, but yeah, he's a. When he went on his own, that's when he really went into the stratosphere of uh, stardom. I think. Yeah. That's where he really uh, arpeggios from hell. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's all. Uh, yeah, that's all you gotta. That's all you gotta know. That's all you gotta arpeggios know, man. From arpeggios from hell. Well, that's cool, man. You friggin' you've lived a life and a half. <laughs> yeah, I feel time. like I lost a life and a half too. <laughs> the stress and shit. Like, yeah, fuck. I imagine you would. I mean, stressing over. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine. You guys have to f- basically manage yourselves, right? So you have to manage the time. You have to manage the transportation. Yeah. Uh, equipment and uh, getting yourselves to to and from venues. Yeah. Uh, sleeping arrangements. Yeah. Usually, probably in the van. Oh yeah, in the van. <laughs> for the longest time it was the van. As things you know got as the band did more and more and things got better like i said we got to be in buses and stuff and okay, that's like yeah. that's the life right yeah there. that was a luxury <laughs> yeah it's like dude i mean at least for me like i said doing most of the driving it was like damn i can just sleep and wake up in the next city <laughs> yeah oh man yeah without was, having to like to go through the night like yeah trying like, to, like oh, make am it i gonna there. fucking wake up dead you know it's like <laughs> well also too like well you know sometimes i feel like a lot of things didn't have to be as hard as they were yeah it's just I can be a, I can be a parent, right? You okay. Know, where I'm like, I don't know. I think I'm gonna just drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like, want to. He's like, no, man, I got it. He's like, nah, I've seen like, you drive, bro. Uh, like, I'll take it from here. It's like you got your permit, bro. Yeah, like, exactly. You, like, you, I, you, yeah. technically, I am in the van with you, yeah, but I'll be like, asleep. So. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. A lot of times, like when we did our first major tour. So the band called Dark Tranquility is like right when we got signed to Prosthetic and was touring for Slave mm. to the Sword. Nice. And um, we brought no 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 crew at all, no merch person or anything. It was right. just the four of us. Yeah. And uh, only me and Jordan had a driver's license. Mm. And it was like most of the tour was like snow. So I'm like, I really don't want to chance someone. And that... you guys are from Southern California, where you don't see snow. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I really don't want to chance someone that isn't it. You know, hasn't even really driven. Right. Yeah. To give them the responsibility of having to drive in the snow. Oh, my God. And then imagine. also, it's like they don't have a license. It's like they're not probably even going to be covered by the insurance if something happens. Yeah, like, it, we, there's a lot of things. So that's a – I mean, all that shit is a sh- shit that I would stress about. And like right. I said, I would be kind of a parent, I feel. Um, or I, or I, I mean a parent where I'm like constantly worried. Right, you know, yeah, yeah. Kind of like, ah, oh, damn, I need to do this, I need to do that. 
and um, I, I would just kind of take it a lot of that a lot of that weight and um, try to like uh, be the problem solver and or, or the yeah. thinker header of <laughs> yeah trying to like always be like multiple steps ahead yeah yeah and it doesn't always have to be that way but that's just the way I am so yeah I mean yeah. it's in your nature I guess yeah. some people are just are that like responsible dude that's just kind of like that nah, we we, yeah. we got to do it well like my fair share of responsibilities too but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly a lot of times I get too tanked. Damn. <laughs> like I should. Uh, well, you know, it is. It, you're still in a rock band. So. Yeah, it's like, yeah still rock and roll, baby. Yeah. Do you guys ever have any like major accidents out there? Like anything that was super scary, or it was? Just uh, kind of well, like... I mean, driving through the snow can be like white knuckle. Oh my god, I can imagine. There, there was times where you feel the back tire well, just buckle. The yeah, or also where you're moving in a direction and like the steering wheel is moving in another. Oh you know? no, yeah. Where you, it's like, you, you oh shit, you're yeah. like, damn, I, I have no control of where I'm going. And like, um, there was a lot of moments on that tour. Um, we had a lot of moments like that. I remember one time we were driving and the GPS was like wigging out because I had my phone uh-huh. GPS. I didn't even have, we didn't even do, we did it. Okay. This is to kind of backtrack a little bit. Mm. Like we, we, when we, did our first tour. Mm-hmm. This is how long ago it was that we did it with a Thomas guide. Oh yeah, this dude, is like, old. Yeah, that's, that's how you know. Like, dude, that's like we toured with a fucking Thomas guide. Like that was that was people the probably don't even know what a fucking Thomas guide is. Not anymore. No, nah. they just know the app on their phone. Yeah. So this tour, like, we had no GPS. This is this was like I had I had Verizon. I, I think I might have been the only one with Verizon, which was like a pro- pretty reliable network. Yeah, pretty reliable. Was... So I would I would use my GPS. Yeah. And I had a freaking chocolate. Verizon phone. Dang, dude, this is old yeah, school. Dude, yeah, people this, don't yeah, know this yeah, stuff. Dude, yeah. <laughs> so it was like, dude, we're touring with this, so we're driving, and um, it, it's not snowing or anything, but it starts to rain a little bit, uh-huh. and I'm like, dude, like I think I think I need to get the hell out of here because it's starting oh, to rain. And it's cold as fuck. Yeah, so yeah. the GPS has me go down this like dirt backwoods road. Oh man, dude, it starts raining. The road starts to get muddy, and then I start to see snow falling. Oh no. And then it's just, then the van, dude, the van just starts sliding everywhere, oh, every direction. God. I'm like, dude, I look, the trailer's like swaying behind me. <laughs> and we're like on dirt. Now we're just in dirt road. Yeah. Like we're in the middle of fucking nowhere and I'm freaking out. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. the GPS is, it can't track me. Yeah. It doesn't I'm, know where the hell you are. Yeah, it doesn't know where the fuck I'm at. So I don't even know. I'm like, dude, if I go straight, am I going to go deeper into this like neighborhood or like. Yeah. So, dude, I'm, like, fucking flipping out. I'm, like, waking up. Everyone was asleep. Yeah. I'm telling everyone to wake up and put their seatbelts on. I'm, like, dude, put your fucking seatbelts on because, like, <laughs> we there's a chance we're going to fucking on. crash. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... Fuck, that's not a, that's not a wake-up call you want to get. Yeah, I'm, like, dude, I... And, and the thing is, too, is, like, I need to get out of the mud. I need to get right, out of the mud no, before yeah. this gets worse, before more rain, before it turns to ice, yeah. black ice. So I get out, I get onto the road. Um, dude, the... Our, um... Our defroster or like the the stuff to spray the windshield didn't right. work. It was frozen up or it just, just stopped working. Oh, it, it wouldn't work and Dang. and it wouldn't spray anything. So, um, dude, I'm driving and I'm like pouring water oh, no. onto the windshield <laughs> because now there's mud and all kinds of shit yeah, yeah. all over it. I'm pouring while I'm driving and I'm like, I'm, I have to keep getting. We had a bunch of water bottles. Yeah, dude, I'm just going through bottle after bottle. Oh my dude. god! And then the cars drive by. Yeah, the truck drives by. A semi. It's splattered oh, mud. Yeah. And shit. Oh no! Another water bottle, and I'm just driving and pouring water on the windshield while it's like just going. And I'm doing like that. Dude, yeah. There's times where like I couldn't see shit, and I'm like, I have to like duck down, and there's like a little area Clear that doesn't. Spot. Yeah. Like a, my spot that doesn't yeah. have shit, and I'm like driving like that. And I'm like, dude, oh and God, I can't pull over because, <laughs> because, dude, the, the shoulder is iced. Yeah. The shoulder is black ice. So you'd be screwed there. I'd be screwed if I try yeah. to go. So I just, I have to go. Like, like that, that's the kind of shit that people don't, I don't think they think of sometimes. Yeah. And also maybe it's oh. a, maybe it's the kind of shit that most people don't get themselves into. Either. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Not so, anymore. Yeah. Not with the modern yeah. days. Yeah. I mean, and also just like, I mean, we just weren't that experienced you know i do we're just kind of kids at that time even though it's like early 20s i still feel like we're young adults and and yeah there's a lot of responsibilities and stress that can come from oh definitely you know just like out there like okay get to this venue like okay sounds easy enough (laughs) oh and then it's even more challenging when it's like uh you you're playing a, a a different state every day oh yeah so then it's like you get to a venue and it's 
like, okay, we're done. It's like, all right, off to the next state. Dang. And only two drivers. So it's yeah. like, who's like, dude, I, I would, who else is going to drive? <laughs> yeah. It's like, who else is going to drive? Yeah. So like there was times where I was going, like I would get like four to six hours of sleep in a cold van Oof. while it's moving sometimes every 30 hours. Never peaceful. Yeah. So like every day and a half I would sleep four to six hours. Man. And in the snow, like like we would, I would wake up and there'd be like ice on oh. the inside, and I'm like breathing cold. <laughs> like should this be on the outside? <laughs> yeah. So it's like intense, dude. You know, oh, it's no. and it's like you you play a show every day, every day, every day, every day, and then you show up to the show and and there's times where I'm burnt and it's like yeah, I have to go like, on stage and play like you have to like, go through the motions and you just yeah. autopilot like yeah and then after that the adrenaline I can't sleep. Yeah. So yeah. then it's like, well, who's gonna drive? It's like, well, I'll just drive. And then yeah, I, I yeah. drive till the sun goes up, and then the sun's up, and I can't sleep. So yeah, I stay yeah. up, and it's just, it's crazy. It's vicious, dude. Oh, and like so, I said, it's kind of like maybe you know you, you, I brought it upon myself, of course. But right, yeah. Like that's just what I had to experience. So it was very hard, very it, it, challenging. Yeah, it was a learning experience. You didn't yeah. know any better. I mean, there's there's yeah. no tour manager that told you like, hey, you know what? You need to do this and this because otherwise you're gonna be oh, screwed. Yeah. It was just like you figured it out on your own. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it's 50-50 because also I kind of knew, like, I knew that it was going to be hard. Yeah. But it's like you're young and you're just like, you feel like you can take on the world. So you're just right, like, yeah. I'm going to do it anyways. I was like, screw it. Yeah. I can go I can go 30 hours, How 30 many? plus hours without 30? sleep. It's no problem. Yeah, no problem. You take trucker caffeine pills and shit. Oh, man. Yeah. I think you got to be, like, amped. Oh uh, yeah, you gotta you know, be pumped for like, the crowd. Yeah, otherwise. it's like oh, and I'm just like. Uh. I, I guess this would tie in with uh, like you were saying, like some people you know are allowed their days when when they just oh, kinda, yeah. like aren't there because you would imagine maybe some of these bands have gone through that. Oh yeah, and then they show up to the gig and then there's this young, you know, impressionable young kid that's just like, oh my god, dude, I love your last album. And you're just like, dude, I just want to get inside. Yeah, like, leave yeah. me alone. And they they come across as a dick, but you know you don't know what the fuck they just yeah, drove you know, through. I mean, not that that not that those situations are okay either, because it yeah, does yeah, suck right. for the fans, you know. But no, definitely. At yeah, the same time, yeah, it's like everyone, you know, yeah, you don't know. It's like some people handle stress differently. Yeah, some people don't know how to like understand that you know this person does not know what you went through, so you know you just gotta bear with it from. It's only yeah. like a couple minutes, and you're just like, hey man, cool, yeah, let's take a picture, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know? hey, have people, you ever seen funny people? No. With Adam Sandler? Or? No. Ah, oh, man. Funny People with Adam Sandler? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. It has like a, it's, well, it's, it's not a, not, it's like a dramedy. It's not really a comedy, dramedy. but it's got like everyone in it. It's got Adam Sandler, it's got Seth Rogen, it's got Jonah Hill, it's got freaking Aziz Ansari. It's got oh, like, damn, so all the, all, all the guys. It's got everybody, yeah. It's got a lot of people nice. in it. I'm going to have to uh, check it it's out. It's about comedians me. and stuff, but Adam, oh, okay. Adam, Adam Sandler plays in this, you know, movie. Right. He plays a comedian who's like, getting older and he's like made all these silly movies and he finds out huh. that he's dying and uh he kind of has to cope with a lot of things and he meets like a, a younger comedian who's like up and coming and mm. and uh that's just the the, the, the kind of the premise of the movie I, i'll leave you at that mm. but, but there's a point where you know where he finds out he's dying and and he comes out and all these people want to take pictures with him and he's right, just right, right. he's just kind of just like he's kind of zombied out and he's like posing and i don't know that that scene in particular just made me think like you know, we really don't know what a lot of these guys are going through. It's like they right. could have got like the most shittiest news that day, and it's like I, I mean, it's hard for them to be. Imagine anyone to just be like, put a all smile of a sudden, on, like, like, all right, gotta put on the smile yeah, and like, get out hey. there. It's like you know, like I said, it's not that it's cool, but at the same time, I try not to ever like even uh, you know how we were yeah. talking about like, oh, I have had any bad experiences with anybody, right? Yeah, and it's like you know. Maybe it was just their day, or it was just an off day, or, an off day or who knows? Yeah. Maybe they got some of their freaking camera gear or or, or guitar gear or something yeah, or stolen. Something, and something, yeah, they got bad news that day or something. And oh, then yeah, they're just not it. in the mood to it for it. Or yeah, you never know. I guess that's why they say sometimes it's like that saying. It's like better not to meet your idols or something like that. Oh yeah, you know, it's like just leave it at that. You don't want to know too much, yeah. or like, you know, just leave them as like untouchable. Yeah, like <laughs> leave them in that in that pedestal. So yeah, that exactly. They can never be touched. Yeah, unless it's be tainted or anything. Unless it's Tad Boss, because then he's just freaking dope as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he's just cool, but uh, yeah. The only reason I asked about him too was uh, just because I know recently he entered like rehab, and there's some random videos of him just kind of like being super drunk at, a, at one of the Immortal gigs, and just he wasn't able to play or something. Oh yeah. So 
that that's the only reason I asked because I was like, man, I wonder if he was like, if he's that out of control or you know. But like you said, uh, you, would, you, you never would... know what the hell he's he's going through. You know, maybe yeah, just... yeah. He no, but he would be like. I remember one time I think he had like, I think he did acid or something, and <laughs> he was just blasting Hendrix, dude, Fuck, like, on the dude. tour bus, like loud <laughs> as fuck, and he had like, he was just getting fans from. That were like hanging around to like come on the bus. Shit. <laughs> but this dude just dropped like like I don't know. I think he did something and he was just like on the bus with like random people. There was like a blind guy. I remember there was like a guy that was blind. <laughs> and no, but and you know it's funny is like dude. I mean this he, that's awesome. That's like so cool that he would definitely. That, he just made these guys is like these guys are gonna have Everything. like a night. They're to gonna be super like they're gonna be his biggest fans forever because yeah. of that experience. Yeah, and, and that's now, what, yeah. That's what I love because. I guess what I what I was trying to get at too is that there's, you know, there's people that get wild and they can be like out of control. Yeah, yeah. Like definitely. this is like not cool where they're just like smashing stuff. Yeah. And like whoa, yeah, fuck yeah. Axel rosing it. Yeah, just like being very like you know not cool, and uh, I don't know. Even though Abbott did seem like kind of wild at times, I felt like he was always pretty cool with everybody. He was he never yeah. really caused like any problems right. with everybody. You know, he was. Uh, it was fun. He was having fun, but he was at the same time. Very respectful and uh, had his own. Uh, yeah, just have a he good time. He was just cool. Yeah, happy guy. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, actually, another funny story was I remember we played we played a lot of House of Blues venues mm, on that okay. tour, and I remember one time he we were loading stuff in the van, and he just walks up to the van, and he has a freaking trash can that says House of Blues on it, <laughs> and it's just filled with like sodas and Gatorade and water, and he's just oh, like shoot. he's like take it, take it, <laughs> take it, like take it all. He's like we're supposed because. You know, that stuff's there for us, and after the show, we would just raid the fucking, right. you know, raid it, like, take it, <laughs> yeah, take whatever's, whatever's left, left over, yeah. like, yeah, 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 <laughs> and Abbott just came with, like, a bunch of Gatorades and, like, mont- you know, whatever, energy drinks and waters, and he had this big old House of, House of Blues trash can, <laughs> and he's just like, take it, take it, so he's cool, man, he, he's just really, really cool guy. Really cool guy, yeah. man, that's cool, man, that, now, that, that just makes me, like, want to meet the guy. Yeah, you know, because obviously sometimes the media, you know, tries to paint you a picture of something, and sometimes you don't know the full story. You know, if you're there, you realize, you know, this guy's just fucking having a good time. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> like maybe he does get wild and out of control for some people, but I feel like the ultimate. He's just he's a cool dude and just trying to have a good time. He's trying to have a good time. Trying man. to be a rock star, man. Yeah, he, he made a fucking success out of this. His yeah. crab walk, you know. He yeah, the the, oh, he walk. calls it the demon walk. Oh, does he? Yeah, he corrected somebody. <laughs> he corrected the crab walk. He's like, oh, it's the demon walk. <laughs> yeah. I know he gives a lot of... I've seen a, an explanation about the uh, the the makeup he wears. He says, like, oh, that's demon war paint or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's funny, dude. Yeah, he's cool, man. He's he's really awesome. Yeah, that's dope, man. It's, it's, it's really good to hear that, that he's uh, as cool as he seems because he just yeah. seems like a, a, a guy that he's, like, almost... I don't know, like, I always took Immortal as, like, this is a serious band, but at the same time, it almost seems like they're oh, playing yeah. around with it as yeah, well. Yeah. Like, they're just, like... Yeah, he, what's cool is, like, you know, his content is, like, serious, but his, he's very playful and, right, and very, you. like, just fun. You know, he he can have, like, when you listen to it, it's like, this is serious music. It's not a joke. Right, Music yeah. isn't a joke. Mm-hmm. But he can joke around still. Yeah, yeah. That's what's really cool about, you know, all the stuff that... um that he does, you know, all the antics and stuff. It's really cool. Great guy, huh? Yeah. Freaking immortal. Yeah, nothing but good things about, about Abbott. You guys toured with um, uh, Children of Bodom as well, right? Oh, that was that, to- that tour? Yeah. That was the same tour. Sorry, did I say I want to Yeah, you did. No, sorry. It was Children of Bodom. Oh, okay. Abbott. And Oni. Damn, I got the whole tour mixed up. <laughs> you got it mixed up. Different lineup, yeah. Sorry. The tour I was referring to with Abbott was Children of Votum, Abbott, Ex Mortis, and a band called Oni. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Totally mixed that tour up, yeah. Interesting. How, how was um, uh, Children of Votum? Or did you guys not really interact with Oh, them? you know, they were cool. Like, at first, well, I kind of, I mean, I, ho- I hope <laughs> they didn't. At first. At first. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, I hope, I hope uh, you know, no one ever took it standoffish because I would always feel like, like, you know, you feel awkward, like, going up to these guys and yeah. being like, Hi, I'm whatever. It's right, like, right. I mean, you know who they are. <laughs> yeah. And then they probably, when they look at you, they probably know that you know that yeah, they know yeah, who like, you, I know that, you know who I am. Yeah, and it's just like awkward. And it's, you know, it's like you don't meet them the first day. And the yeah. second day, it's like, it's, I feel weird if I do it now. And then it's right. like a weekend. And you're like, 
Like, I feel man. weird if I do it now. <laughs> it's like, he's like, this we... is the last, the last gig of the tour. Yeah, it's uh, like, what yeah. do I do? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's like, it's like you know, you've been eyeing a chick all summer. And yeah, it's yeah. like the last day of summer camp. You're like, if I don't do say something now, then yeah. I'm a fucking idiot. Or I, I fucked up this whole summer. Yeah. But anyways, um, uh, the, yeah, they were really cool. They, they you know, nice. they ended up being really cool dudes, and they, you know, had us on the bus and telling us stories and. Uh, David, uh, who was playing guitar at the time, was um, he had an Alexi Leho model. I remember that. I, I remember he played that for a while, and I was like, I, I saw you guys had like some interviews or something. I, at least Jadran and him had some interviews for the gear. Yeah. And the bass player, too, I believe, at the time. And uh, I remember he was talking about it. He was saying that that was like one of his biggest guitar guys to, to have met because he did have that signature, uh, the V. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, carry on with your story. Oh, yeah, yeah but, but yeah. Um, yeah, on the last day, um, you know, they had everyone on the bus, like, hey, let's all hang out. Let's, yeah, you yeah. Know, just have a good time. Yeah. So um, we were like, oh, dude, David has the Alexi Leho. <laughs> like, dude, bring it, bring it out, bring it on. And he had him, and Alexi Leho was, like, really cool about signing it. Oh, and nice. And he signed it, and it was just cool. It was cool moments. Like I said, those are, like, the cool, surreal moments where it's like, damn, this is happening, you know? It's like Yeah, you're, you're in a, a metal band playing with the metal bands that you freaking loved when you were in high school, and middle school or whatever and yeah you're just like the guys that got you into guitar playing or into metal or whatever the hell and that's really cool man that's really cool that you guys got to experience that oh, not yeah. a lot of bands can can uh can achieve that level oh, of yeah and yeah and then we got to play um we did a tour with havoc and and um warbringer and gorod oh nice gorod. yeah in europe and uh, the Havoc guys, I think some of the other guys, maybe in the other bands too, are, are good friends with Children of Bodom. So mm. when we played in, in Finland on that European tour, they came out. Some of the guys came oh, out nice. too. Oh, nice. Cool. And that's, and that's really cool, cool, like, you know, to just be like, damn, yeah. this is Children of Bodom. Like, yeah. It's true. Really, they it's really got cool to that... check out the band. They got to see the band. That's cool. Yeah. That they're actual, like, metal guys as opposed to, you know, sometimes they're just like, oh, I don't go to local shows anymore or oh, I don't yeah. go to smaller exactly, venues anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're it's just cool. like, they still come they're out. still fans of metal itself. Like, you know. It's like, you know, freaking ex-mortis going to a backyard gig and being like, man, this is fucking dope. I remember this, you know, <laughs> playing oh, yeah. backyard gigs. Oh, totally. You know, but yeah, I, I guess that would be the equivalent of it. But I, I think that's what keeps, uh, I guess, some metal bands very relevant. They they stay connected with uh, what they used to be and, and support the, the coming up bands. Oh, yeah. To, to move forward and obviously inspired you guys to keep going forward with your endeavors. Yeah. Just fact that they were so cool with it or encouraging with it oh definitely man well that's freaking dope man the life of a rock star right there mario moreno yeah and uh 